Okay, so we're live on YouTube now. Is this working? This is crazy. On YouTube now. Okay, let me just make sure that this is reading correctly. Can you guys see um, just me and Joy like set up as a panel? I only see y'all two and I see a screen share. Yeah, see, okay. That's that's not what I want then. Let me stop the share. Maybe that's it. Boom, there it is. Boom. Okay. Peace, peace, peace. This is your international sales and marketing hitman. <laughs> Your humble hip-hop sales coach, Tiger Toledo, and you already know what it is, man. You rocking with the best. You heard? Look who I have. Hey, thank me later. <laughs> thank me later. We have the beautiful. I li Listen, okay, before I give you your flowers, I'm going to give you your flowers regard throughout the show. Okay. But you, just the hard work that you have done becoming a, a, a tax attorney. And by the way, this is Joy Lynn Hunt, ladies and gentlemen. The work that she put, she's putting, she's bringing credibility to the show. She is the first, and may I say it, fly-ass lawyer that I'm happy <laughs> on. This. She, she's bad, y'all. She Look, there ain't that many people I can see on, the sh on stage with stilettos walking back and forth owning the stage she <laughs> is that one ladies and gentlemen help me welcome joy lynn hunt I, i'm gonna have sound effects and everything for you so hey, you're, good. you're hey. good how are you doing today queen i am awesome and how are you i am fantastic i you know i've been nervous for this interview i don't know why i'm usually not nervous but for you i was nervous so i don't know why like okay. the last time I talked to attorneys, you know, like they were trying to convict your brother. You know what I mean? They was trying to put me down. You know what I mean? <laughs> they was trying to throw some numbers at the kid. <laughs> so this time I got to talk to an attorney differently. It'd be like, right, right, right. So Joy, for people that don't know how awesome you are and how, how fly you are, can you please give them, uh, let them know who you are? So I am Joy, and um, I'm a business attorney, 
Uh, I'm also a serial entrepreneur and I'm just passionate about, you know, sharing the ups and downs of business, the truth about business, because I started my entrepreneurial journey. Oh, I'm old. So maybe 2005 Mm -hmm. before it was cool to be an entrepreneur. Like now, you know, everyone's, you know, quit the job, you know, make a million dollars next week. But I started when, you know, no one wanted to be an entrepreneur. And I made so many mistakes. Um, You know, I I learned like the hard way. So if I can kind of make someone's entrepreneurial journey a little easier, it's it's still going to be hard because it's life. But if I can make it a little easier, then, you know, that's what I'm trying to do. So like in 2005, right? What what was the transition period? Like, were you working at a firm at the time and you decided... Now, was it a favorable situation or a non-favorable that's like, you know, all right, I need to do my own thing. Because if you guys aren't following her on Instagram, like she don't move like your average attorney, <laughs> like for real, like she's Millie rocking. She's doing hella dancing. She's doing pop smoke. She's doing all kinds of stuff. For y'all. <laughs> so <laughs> what, what, what happened in that transition that said, you know what, 2005, that's it. I'm going to be an entrepreneur. Well, I realized um, the corporate dream job Mm -hmm. really wasn't my dream. You know, so I come from, you know, two middle class parents, a teacher, a CPA, he owned an old business. And you think, you know, you work for a firm, you make six figures and I'm flying first class and I'm in all these business meetings and, you know, I'm, I'm doing it. But I get that paycheck and it's like FICA and Medicare. And then I'm seeing what, <laughs> what they're, what they're billing me out to the client versus what I'm seeing. And I'm like, these mm. numbers, these numbers just don't, it doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I'm the only, you know, um, brown thing there. Um, and you get these talks about, like, do you want to have kids? And it's like, wait, like this isn't what I thought it was going to be. Mm. So I said, let me kind of get a plan together because I, I don't like a ceiling. I want to be able like the sky's the limit. Yes. But on the flip side, that means that, you know, it may be nothing, but I don't, I don't like that, that salary cap. So I started saving my money for six months. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm going to, when I get six months of like living expenses saved up, I'm just going to quit and do my own thing. And that's what I did. And I never looked back. So in, uh, in running, uh, in starting my law firm, I've done law firms and I had a tax office. I've had hair boutique. I just got into the, you know, multiple streams of income, like whatever's going to make the money. I'm not really big on titles. Like I'm big on, you know, where am I going to be at the bank the most with? And then that's what I'm going to roll with. So you got bit with the entrepreneur bug bad. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. So like, I know you started your own law firm and now you're, you do have like a a credit specialist side of a business as well. Mm -hmm. When, when you were going through some of your struggles, what, what did you notice the most of? Cause I see like, there's a lot of people that um, like, cause we have some tech people in here as well that are getting ready to roll out their own app and maybe they're looking at venture capital and some of them are actually looking at um, getting business funding, business credit. In your in your opinion, which one would you say would you attack first, or or not attack at all? 
would would you get business like venture capitalists funding or would you go that, after business credit i would go it depends on the amount that you're trying to get and it depends mm. i would say on on the person okay okay so if you go that business credit route it's going to take some time to establish, you know, a business credit profile. You're looking about six to nine months to really build it out to be able to walk into a bank to get a line of credit. Um, I think the biggest misconception that's out there is I want to start a business. Hand, someone hand me some money so I can start my business. Mm. And in reality, baby, that's not how you're going to start a business. Okay. If you don't go to Starbucks, you don't get your bundles, you don't get your nails, you stay out, stay off on the outside. You know, no happy hour. Mm -hmm. If you go from a two bedroom to a one bedroom, turn that BMW in, get you a Hyundai. You could save yourself between ten and twenty thousand dollars a year just on cutting down on small things. Mm -hmm. Take your lunch to work. Don't go to Starbucks. Go. To, I mean, but that that takes sacrifice. You know, you can't. You know, that takes sacrifice. Um, it's going to be harder, but you'll be a hundred percent owner and you won't have debt. So can you handle debt? Now me and all my entrepreneurial journeys, I've always raised the money myself. I've always, I've always put up my own money mm. and it's a good thing. But now that I'm learning, I'm like, well, I wish I could have leveraged, you know, some money off of my business credit. So when you do take a loss, it's like, I at least have my cash flow less. So it's kind of like, a, if you're trying to start, you need to use your own money to get started. Cause I have so many clients like thinking there's gonna be a, a tree outside that they're gonna shake and have all the money that they need to start a business. And you're, you're, you're never gonna have all the money you need because the business always needs money. So. You yeah. get a hundred thousand dollars. It's like a baby. It always needs something else. So you got to kind of come up with that own surplus yourself. So it is true what they say. Uh, the reason why a lot of businesses fail is because of lack of funding. Correct. Well, uh, yes, lack of funding. But sometimes that lack of funding is because they didn't know what to do with the money in the beginning. So I have seen people like go out and they'll put their money on a nice office and furniture. And it's like, honey, let's get hot first. You know, let's get the inventory. Like, let's get put your money into what's making you money, not on the aesthetics. OK, so let me ask you in, in your entrepreneur. And I'm sure you've had a lot of war stories, right? <laughs> what would you say your that that sticks out the most? The top three. Uh, lessons you've learned oh. is being an entrepreneur since 2005? Top three lessons. Number one, number one is just going to be you. Okay. Mm. Those friends, those family, uh, people want to see you win, but they don't want to see you win bigger than them. So I saw that house, somewhere too. When the house changes, when the cars change, when those yeah. vacations change, things just change. And so you have to be able to understand, you know, you may have gone to elementary school with this person. This may be your cousin, your aunt, whoever, you are going to lose a lot of people um, on the way with your success. Mm. Um, number two, don't grow too fast. Mm. A lot of times when your business has momentum, 
you may think, oh, if I had three or four more four locations, yeah. I could, you know, I could, you know, make this go a little faster. There is a point. I'm on a podcast. No, sir. There is a problem with um, when you're growing too fast, if you don't have that infrastructure in place. Gotcha. So I had a um, I had a salon franchise. It was called Super Eve Express, home of our sewing in Houston, Texas. And we were we were booming. We were booming. We had, you know, the girls <clears throat> lined up. We had three loc we had five locations in Houston. And then I just took it Shreveport, Baton Rouge, um, Beaumont, but I grew too fast. So I can't be at all the locations at the same time. I didn't have someone who could mirror me for quality control, you know, is there the mm -hmm. same customer service? Cause the fries in DC at McDonald's taste like, tastes the same as the fries in LA. You gotta cool. have that consistency. So when you grow too fast, you may not have that infrastructure in place. Gotcha. And so then you get into a problem where this, maybe one location is booming, but one is bleeding. You're like, you're trying to stop the bleed and you're, you're putting good money on bad money. And that was a disaster. So growing too fast yeah. um, is, a, is another thing. Sometimes the smile of the club, the crunk of the party is the way to go. One, two, three. Um, no one's coming to save you. Okay. So no one's coming to save you. Um, you chose to go into business. <laughs> so you have, to, you have to handle all what comes with business. So a lot of times people think with successes, you know, the vacations and the cars and the money and the this, but it also comes with the lawsuits, you know, it comes with the taxes. It comes, it comes with a lot of stuff. And it's like, you got to realize you wanted all this. So this is just a part of business. Nobody wants to hear your sob story. Nobody cares. You have a six figure bill with the IRS. Like you got to just handle it. Yeah. So that, that's interesting. So when you um, talk about don't grow too fast, because I, I think that's happened to me too. Like business was booming at one time and then I just started building my staff. Right. And then just grabbing people here, grabbing people there. And then, Money, more money's going out than coming in at that point. What I, I guess my mindset wasn't right on that. When you were working on your businesses, right? How important is having the right mm -hmm. mindset? And where did you learn to develop the right mindset to overcome those hurdles? Because some of these punches in the face from business and life can really just like wipe you out. You're done. You're like, okay, I, I this ain't for me. Um, I think you have to, you have to have a, I call it a why. So why are you doing this? And your why, it can't be anything material. It can't be, I'm doing this to get a Bentley. I'm doing this to get a Birkin. Cause baby, when life throws that Mike, that Mike Tyson blow, you're going to be like, screw that Bentley. I'll just ride around this Benz and I'll be okay. You got to have a why as to no matter what, I got to bust my butt because I got to do blase, blase, blah. So for me, when I was a sophomore in college, my parents divorced and they were married, I don't know, 20, 30 years. 
but I saw my mother's lifestyle change drastically because my dad was the breadwinner. Okay. So, you know, middle-class home, you know, she's, you know, PTA mom, you know, she's, you know, you know, can shop where she wants to shop to now we're a school teacher. Now we're on a budget, you know, when she first got divorced, now we're in her, we have a roommate, you know, trying to get back on our feet. And I was like, mm, yeah. I'm never going to financially depend on a man. So my why was I got to make something shake because I don't want to have to depend on a man for my lifestyle. Gotcha. Um, maybe you were homeless and you were broke or, you know, you had to, you know, whatever is like, whatever is that deep down thing inside of you, you got to mm. have that to keep going when the Mike Tyson blows come because they're, they're coming. Right. Indeed. What, what have you been up to lately? Like, uh, is this law firm still up and running? I don't, so I don't have a law firm. So I stopped practicing law back in 2012 when I okay. my salons took off. Okay. So I was, I've been an entrepreneur since 2005, had multiple businesses all this time. And then when COVID hit, Mm -hmm. I would always, I mean, I would always get DMs. Hey, can you show me, you know, how to do it? Can and I'm like, girl, like I'm working. I ain't got time for all this. But when COVID hit, I was like, well, I got nothing but time on my hands. Right. So I was like, you know, let me start, you know, forming LLCs and let me start just doing something. So I just, I really started the firm during COVID, just trying to help, you know, new business owners, like do things the right way. Because when, when you know how to do something, you think everyone knows how to do it. Indeed. And then they get these questions. People are like, girl, who told you to do it like that? So, so I started the firm. So I'm, I'm trying to be like a affordable resource. We can get business and legal and business credit tips to kind of grow your business at an affordable rate. Cause I know cash flow is always going to be an issue, you know, with businesses. And I want to be able to help like a lot of people not price my, not make, not make it too expensive to where a new um, I, my goal is to help new people start it right so they can just grow it well let, let's speak on that because okay. you when i saw you speak in virginia you were talking about corporate structure right and then you were talking about uh how how people were able to obtain business funding business credit mm -hmm. um so what are some of the mistakes you see people do when they're trying to set up a, a corporate structure uh, the number one mistake is running multiple businesses under one LLC or corporation. Mm. Okay. So I don't know who said have one LLC and then run your car wash, your last business. Your like, no, like each business is its own business. It needs its own LLC. Like it, everything is, everything needs to be separate. Not like one big gumbo. That ladies and gentlemen, the reason why I'm laughing is because she did a TikTok. <laughs> I, it's, I don't know where she got this video from, but it was like a person trying to run. This is what it looks like when you're trying to run multiple businesses under one LLC. And it, this shit was funny as hell. <laughs> and go to her Instagram page. It's all the way lit. <laughs> um, now... <clears throat> Can we talk a little bit about uh, the business funding, business credit? I, I have no clue like how to obtain that stuff, but I know that there, that is something I do need to tap into 
one of these days. Right. Um, what 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 is needed or what is it anyway? Okay, let me. <clears throat> yeah, because I know you in your bag with this one. She in a bag with this one, y'all. So business credit is basically establishing a credit profile like your personal credit profile, but it's just for the business. So uh, based on your business's um, income structure, it can go out into a bank and get funding. It can apply for credit cards. You know, it can go to a dealership and get a vehicle in its name solely based on the financials and the structure of the business. Do your personal credit play a part in that? Solely based on your business gotcha. financials. Gotcha. So no. So the problem is people don't people don't build out their business credit profile. Mm -hmm. They're gonna go get a Uline account, a Quill account. I got my Duns number. Why can I get a G wagon? Like no. Like if you are <laughs> fresh out of high school, so you think of a business as fresh out of high school. Okay. Okay. So an 18 year old graduating has no credit, right? Can they go to the bin store and finance a bins? No, they don't right. have any history. Okay. Right. So for in a business, you have to now go establish history for your business. But the problem is most business vendors that businesses use don't report to the business credit bureaus. So you have to go find uh, vendors are trade lines that will report to the business credit bureaus. And the business credit mm -hmm. bureaus will be Dun & Bradstreet, that's the biggest one, and mm -hmm. Small Business Equifax, Small Business Experience. So there's like, first, you got to make your business verifiable and credible. The number one mistake is that side hustle mentality. Okay. Like, let me give me my LLC, my EIN, now give me the money. Like, no, baby, you have to be Walmart. OK, mm. if you have a Gmail account, no bank is giving you money. You have a Gmail account like mm, no. What business has a Gmail account? Gotcha. You're using a home address or a P.O. box. Maybe what business, what corporate entity, a Walmart or Sam's Club does not have their mama's address on their corporate documents, nor do they have a UPS P.O. box. I hide it at my auntie house. <laughs> you know, there. you know, you. so it's like. You can't have the side hustle structure, but then walk into Chase Bank and expect mm. it like a business. So we got to first become verifiable, credible. We got to set our structure up correctly. And that's more than just getting an LLC that you probably haven't filed your annual report now. So now it's inactive and getting an EIN number. Like you have to set it up correctly. So a proper email, a proper phone number, which is a business number, a business address, um, a branded email account. So info at tigerspodcast.com, not tigerpodcastllc at gmail.com. Uh. When, when the lenders Google your business, what pops up? There should be a business social media page, not your page, a business social media page, okay? There, you should have a Google business page. Um, you should be listed in Yelp. You should have a website. You know how many businesses are like, I can't get a credit card. You have a website? No. I mean, it's like you have to look like Walmart. Because gotcha. you want them to loan you money like you're Walmart. 
So the first part is going to be making yourself verifiable, credible, setting yourself up. And this is another reason why you don't want to have just one gumbo LLC. So if you got your podcast, you got your notary, you got your car wash on the side, that's three LLCs. Three of you them. Business, you, you set them up correctly, that's three entities walking into Capital One getting a credit card. That's three entities walking into Chase Bank getting, fine, getting a line of credit. That's three lines of credit. That's three entities walking in, driving out with three different corporate cars from four. That's three people. So why make it one person? Okay, you just blew my mind there. Yeah, yeah. You so my notary agency would be one. My podcast would be another one. Uh, me being a notary myself is one as well, or no? If you have a you, you can make um, if they are they're they're paying you personally. No, they, they pay. They would pay the company. Yeah, but the company would pay me. If you have the company paying your business. Wait, you can have your company pay your business? You mean the company that's paying you for the notary, like the... the right, the like, so, so my U.S. notary agency would pay me. Tiger. Yes. Personally. Personally. Okay. Would I be able to go uh, apply for a loan like that? As an individual or no? Well, as an individual using your using your social. Gotcha. If they're paying you. Makes sense. Makes sense. If they were going to pay Tigers Notary LLC, then that would be a separate entity. See, an, an LLC is like a per, is another person that's separate from you. Okay. So let's just say you went through a divorce and you had to file bankruptcy. You're just, ugh. Yeah. That's you personally. That ain't got nothing to do with your LLC. So is that why some people in like real estate, every property they have would be under its own LLC? No. So that's for asset protection. So gotcha. the, back to the gumbo. So let's say I have um, five rental properties. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, if I put all those rental properties under one LLC and one of my tenants in house number one slips and falls and breaks her neck. And then let's say she gets a judgment against me. That's more than what my insurance covers. So let's say I, after the judgment, I, I, I still owe her $500,000. Mm -hmm. Well, although she slipped and fell in house number one, because I got all of my houses in one LLC, like some gumbo, she yeah. can now take all those assets. Okay. So in real estate, you put each LLC in a separate, you, you put each you put each property in a separate LLC. So if she slips and falls mm -hmm. in house number one, she's only gonna go and she's only gonna get what LLC house number one has. So whatever cash in the bank. But if she owns the property, owning meaning there's no mortgage, you have a deed to the property. Now, to be smarter, you can have one LLC called a holding company. So <laughs> you'll put all your property in the holding company. The holding company does no business with anyone, so it can't be sued. You would then lease the property from the holding company to your management LLC. The management LLC will then do the transactions between the management LLC and the tenant. But mm -hmm. the management LLC, the LLC owns nothing. So she slips, she falls, she sues you. Okay, well, 
ain't nothing to get over here. Copy. I now now this uh, this might this is confusing me a little bit. So like if I have three businesses, separate entities, all under different LLCs, and I have a virtual, is it okay to have a virtual office? Yes. With Regis, okay. Would it be conflicting if I had those three businesses pointed at that one virtual office or no? No. Ah. Like you I guys, have a like, raise your I hand to speak to Joy because she's dropping heat. <laughs> raise your hand because I know y'all y'all eager to talk to her. You guys been sending me a lot of DMs. Oh my gosh, yeah. Okay, so I can have them under the same Regis mm -hmm. location. Mm -hmm. Okay, we got it. We got it. We got somebody I want to talk. Tech, unmute yourself, okay. brother. This is a great conversation. I agree. I think the information about the uh, business credit is, is uh, to me, something that it's, I learned that as well. And I'm getting more information about that. Here's the question I have for you, uh, Joy. Thank you, by the way. Mm -hmm. What role does um, a prior relationship um, have with obtaining a business credit? For example, you talk about trade line reporting like i have a relationship with american express right i have a card my wife has a card as well and that's the company that i want to uh and it can be anybody but for them i have a relationship with them discover how much of a of a role does that play in addition to like your personal score and all all that with obtaining the most amount of business credit i mean the highest amount possible Obtaining business credit, if you're okay with being on the loan, so if you're okay with being the, the PG, personal guarantor, so a strong credit score for a personal guarantor, and then um, a great revenue coming into the business bank account. That's what you're going to need to get the highest. If you are not trying to use you as a personal guarantor. We need to have more revenue coming into um, the business bank account. So in my business credit, like coaching that I do, if you're okay, like we got to plan it out. So if you're want, if you know, I need to get X amount line of credit, well, the bank's going to pull three to six months of bank statements. So we need to start stacking um, deposits into the business bank account. So it looks nice. So whether like, let's just say maybe you have like 40 grand in your savings, right? In your personal savings. Well, what if we just did, you know, different transactions to get that money from out of personal? Maybe we have some invoices for the business and we're paying the business to kind of have that money sit on the business side to make that, um, it's called a bank rating. The bank ranks the bank rates you as how much money on average your account has on the first. Okay, so as long as we have, if we, instead of instead of it sitting in on your personal side, let's just park it on the business for a second. Then we can get that line of credit because your business looks strong, and then we can put it back where it needs to go. So Understood. that. That will help you that plus having a strong credit.
credit score is going to help you get the maximum funding because they're 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 looking at what kind of revenue is coming in. What can you afford to pay back? Got it. Thank you. It makes perfect mm -hmm. sense. Yeah. It's, so it's not just one thing, right? I know that, right? It's always a, but that's I didn't put it in that perspective. And rather than you know sitting on some money that you have stashed somewhere else, why not? give it you know put it to work <laughs> so to speak All right right, right. thank you tech so uh joy what what tips would can you give uh like three tips just simple tips that people can okay. just get started in the right direction uh of structuring or just even you know trying to obtain some business capital okay um tip number one is going to be start just okay just start like wherever you are start if you don't have your logo you don't have your website like start the hardest part is i feel entrepreneurs that this this thing and age they want to wait until like everything is perfect you know like i baked the cake and i got to get the icing on it and then i got to get the whipped cream and the cherry and the like girl just just start like just start yeah Okay, so your packaging may not be right. Your logo may be a little, you know, bootleg. You know, you may be selling it out of your trunk. You know, it just start because you got to start to see what works, like what product or service, you know, are people really liking? Like what, maybe you're selling clothes. You're thinking, you know, the jeans are going to be hot, but it's to start. Just start. I could just I call it uh, analysis paralysis, just start. So tip number one, wherever you are, just start, okay? Mm -hmm. Of course, start with your LLC, so you're a protected person, but just start. Number two, you need to know your target audience. Like, who is your product or service made for, and it's not made for everybody? Does that mean that someone who's not in your target audience won't shop with you? No, but you can only market to one target audience. So make sure that you know who you are targeting to. For example, Chanel. Mm -hmm. If a girl comes in, you know, asking for like, when's their friends and family discount? What purse is on sale? Like that's not Chanel's target audience. Chanel's target audience is a girl who wants to pay a premium. So when she goes to dinner, no one else has her bag. Okay. So they're looking for a certain type of person. Mm-hmm. That don't mean that Kiki and them, you know, aren't going to roll up to Chanel and get them a bag. If I go and try to target Kiki and them, I'm mm -hmm. about to lose my target audience, the girl who can pay five to $10,000 for a handbag. So who is your target audience? Market to them and go to where they are. Tip number three would be, you need to understand your cash flow. Mm. A lot of people keep saying they need funding. Mm -hmm. You don't need funding. You don't know how to manage your cash flow. So certain seasons of the month or certain times of the year, your business is going to have an increase. We can't ball out on the increase. Gotcha. We have to put that increase out on the reserve because the sun don't shine every day. 
Okay, so in your scam months, you need like a you need a little security blanket to pull from to carry you through because you're not going to have a harvest season all year long. But if you don't understand your numbers, you don't understand like, how much does it cost for my business to run a month? You got to know what that. Now, I need to make ten thousand dollars to pay rent, payroll, lights, boom, boom, boom. If you don't know your numbers, then you don't know how to manage your cash flow. If if you're just going off of, well, this week I made this, and this week, well, one slow week's gonna take you out. You're gonna you go, you're gonna get behind. You're gonna yes. get behind on inventory, behind on rent, behind on, and that's it's 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 a it's not a funding problem. It's a cash flow problem. So the understanding your cash flow, understanding. How much it takes for you to run? Trim some of that fat. Maybe, maybe we don't need a, need as much payroll. Maybe mm. our inventory doesn't need to be as extensive. You know, like raising canes with Chick Fil A. Maybe it's chicken and fries. You know, you pick how you want on some bread on the salad, but it's just chicken and fries. They ain't got hamburgers. They ain't got shrimp. Like, they ain't doing all that. They're, keep, they're keeping the inventory real simple. So you got to you know go through your inventory. Are you maximizing? You know what I'm saying? What you're doing, not just wasting your money because money will run out if it's not used uh, used appropriately. So be, be prepared for those winters. Sock away something for the winter. Sock away winter something for months, the winter. Right? But you have to know your numbers. What does it take for you to run every month? Mm. And is that is that number sufficient? Like I did a consultation with um <clears throat> a beauty supply owner. And mm -hmm. she was, you know, lack of fun. She had run out of money, uh, had had a bad week. She's functioning her cash flow weekly. But she would, every time someone would come in and say, hey, you don't have this? And she'd be like, no. She would then go and order it. And then it's just sitting on the shelf. So sometimes you extend yourself too, too much in your inventory. Makes sense. Okay, Gina, uh, coming in from North Carolina, from the way of the Bronx, you can unmute yourself. Tap in with Joy. Yes, good uh, afternoon, everyone. Uh, thank you, thank you, Tiger, for having me on your program. And Miss Joy, I've been following you since February of this year. Um, yes, uh, and in reference to like the first time I saw you on Instagram. You had posted something about uh, grants for um, female entrepreneurs and stuff. And from there, and I followed you and I was like, wow, you know, a sister for one. And then two is, you know, like Tiger said, you just got like hella swag. So I just wanted to give you your flowers on that. Thank so. you. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, now, the question that I have um you was touching on capital and stuff like that. I have my business set up with LLC and all that stuff. The only thing that's missing as far as the cherry on top is the trademark. So I got to, I'm working on that. Uh, the, the capital thing, um, you was touching on, I got to know my numbers and things like that. So that's pretty much my challenge for my business. And I've only, uh, been on this entrepreneur ride now officially two years. So I'm still, thank you. Well, it was kind of out of a necessity. It wasn't like, oh, sure, that's what I want to do. No, I was kind of put in a corner. <laughs> that's why you're going to fight your best when you're against the wall, right? Mm. Yes, ma'am. 
So uh, there's question. One more question I had. So uh, in my in my circumstance, mine's is um, the credit part. The the PG part is is shot. So since my husband had passed and everything else, everything's kind of been on me. And financially, that has taken a toll uh, with my credit and stuff. So what um, what advice would you give for somebody that's having um, that's trying to repair their personal credit because at some point it does affect the business when you're trying to, um, you know, get cap, you know, get capital. So that's where building out that business credit profile uh, comes in hand. So uh, welcome to business. Every business owner's credit for the most part, if it's not, mm -hmm. if, if you're not, if it's not hurt, you may be overextended. So you can have a great credit score, but your debt to income ratio, you know, may be a little too high. Oh, that's so, shot. The debt to so income ratio, build, yeah. So that will hurt you. So I don't, like, that's okay. We need to build out our business credit profile. If you go to my website, mm -hmm. I have a business credit uh, coaching program. Um, what kind of industry are you in again? Uh, notary business, ma'am. Okay. Um, I also have a business grant bundle. Now, okay. the good thing about grants is grants is free money. So yes, ma'am. I used to I used to be a government worker. I'm very familiar with how that works. Oh, come on. So if you do grants, if you can apply mm -hmm. for a grant, and I always tell business owners, you know, take one Sunday out the month, see what business grants are available for that mm -hmm. month, and apply like we can also get some capital that can help sustain us and we don't have to pay it back um but i would say building out your business credit profile so you can have business credit to be able to you know leverage that and then also mm -hmm. applying grants and i have both those things on my website yes ma'am i'll check that definitely check that out thank you for your time and oh, thank you for blessing welcome. us with with all this knowledge for us thank you so much stay blessed thanks thank gina you. Hey, I see you on there. Loyal, loyal NYC is there. Uh, Cam, hey, Cam, come on. Come on here. Uh, I want to do a shameless plug. Um, I, I think this would be a, a great opportunity for you to ask Joy about, you, you know, being hey, at the conference. <laughs> hey, we, this is Cam uh, Joy from Oakland, California. Hey, Cam. Hey, how Joy. You doing? I'm doing well. First of all, thank you for doing this. Like this is phenomenal. Um, I'm taking notes while I'm I'm doing it. So I, I really, really appreciate this. Um, like you say, we just gonna get into it. <laughs> so I am um I'm throwing a conference. It's called the First Generation Millionaires Conference in Oakland. I'm sorry, in October 7th through 10th, and it's gonna be here in Sacramento, California. And I just love your vibe. Like I, you are speaking my language, honey. You are hitting all the points. Like, you know, it's an amazing thing when you can come in to somebody who's been doing it longer and they're like, okay, you know, you reinforce what I'm, I know, and I'm feeling, and it's like, okay, so I'm on the right track. I'm, I'm definitely following the, the right steps. And so you just kind of giving your true and your authentic opinion is, is an amazing thing. Um, as business owners, sometimes we just need that reinforcement, but, right. um, 
what I, I want to do with this conference is a lot of us, of course, are kind of building without like the appropriate steps, without the appropriate resources. Um, and we're trying to cross over those seven figure marks to sustain our businesses, you know, grow them, change wealth, family, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So everything that you said in this podcast is like dead on of what I would like to do and to present to the conference uh, attendees, because as we talked about, you know, one one wrong move or too many wrong moves takes you all the way out the game, right? Uh, so to, right. to properly structure our businesses and to have um, someone with your level of intellect and insight, I would just, I would love to be able to talk with you more about it and see if that is something that you would be willing to do. Um, okay. the, the conference is a three-day conference. It's in person and we are covering um, over 10 industries. So, you know, there's something for everybody, but again, as, as you are speaking so like eloquently to just the structure, you know what I'm saying? That's a huge thing. Um, the legal issue, all of those things. So, um, if we could have the opportunity, I would just like a few minutes of your time to see if this is something that we can make happen. Like I, I would be ecstatic if we could make that happen. And you're talking about being a speaker, uh, Kim? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm brokering I'm deals. I'm brokering deals, Joy. Here. Baby, all this fire, okay? (laughs) Like these are the, I'm sorry, I didn't say that, but I'm like- Don't worry, you don't have to, I'll do it. I'm I'm brokering deals, baby. Listen, like you, you are, we are searching for, you know, our attendees to match this vibe. We all, you know, all of the speakers tend to share this vibe. Like, let's tell you how this really goes. So you can, you know, avoid some of them, like you say, those setbacks. Right, (laughs) right. You know, they did, like you said, almost took me out a couple of times. So I'm still here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, yes, I would, I would love to, to, to chat with you and I would love to have you come and speak, whatever it is that you could do. I would love to talk about it. Okay. Well, Tiger, you have my information, right? Yep. You want okay, me to so send it to her? Mm-hmm. Done. Done. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> Thank yeah, you. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. Yeah. I'm so excited, but but on your podcast, thank you so much. Like this is a dope. I'm going to find you on social media. I don't know where you are, but I will find you because I'm like, I need this energy. <laughs> thank right. you. Thank you guys. Awesome. Thank you, Kim. Thanks for tapping in. Loyal, are you on there? Huh? Yeah, I'm oh, here. Instagram. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm definitely plug your Instagram. Okay. We got loyal out, and yeah. she's from she's from the Bronx, but she repping Brooklyn right That's now. That's right. That's right. Brooklyn in the I, house. Listen, I promise you, I'm still high from Virginia. All that information that was spread, all them. Oh gems. yeah, that's right. Yeah, Joy, she was there. Yes. Oh okay, okay, hey girl. Yep. Hey, hey. Um, yeah, I just appreciate um just the information. Um, there was a lot of things that you touched on today that um you and I had a conversation about when we were down there, just making sure the big business is structured appropriately. I was sharing with you that um, initially when I did the LLC, it was registered in um, with my home address. So making those changes um, and just kind of looking out for these different um, business funding ideas. And I, I haven't tapped into the grant, so I keep hearing and I keep hearing it. So I think that's um, going to be my next avenue, tapping okay, in okay. you know, to those grants and really looking out and see what exactly I can do to take this to the next level. That's it. Appreciate it. No problem. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, so I put in... Uh, 
Joy's Instagram page. So you guys can click the link in the chat. It'll take you directly to her IG page where you can see her do some of her latest dance moves. You heard her latest dance moves. <laughs> With that being said, Joy, did any final words, Queen? Final words. Um, you are you, and that is your superpower. No one can do it like you. Uh, do not get discouraged on your road to uh, on your entrepreneur on your entrepreneurial journey road because it it's tough, you know. And the more money you make, the more problems come. But um, what I think a lot of times people feel like. They focus on where they want to be mm -hmm. and they forget to look to see how far they've come. And if you just take a moment to be like, you know what, this last year I've really grown or this last year my business is really, you know, blah, 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 or shoot, I'm, this last year I'm still here. You know, I'm still standing. Like sometimes you got to, you know, pat yourself on the back for overcoming the challenges that have been presented either personally or, you know, business-wise, and just really appreciate who you are, you haven't quit, and kind of take those positive vibes to get you to that next level. But never forget how far you've come. Joy, thank you so much for being on here. This was everything I expected it to be. Uh, <laughs> thank you guys for joining the Notary Dime Show because I'm bringing up the dimes in this joint. You heard? <laughs> <laughs> and with that being said, peace, love, and happiness, and cash flow, I wish you guys the very best. Salute.